Star Wars 7x7 episode 2691. We're going to continue our series of looks back into Boba Fett's history and talk about another Clone Wars episode 2, actually, in which he briefly appears. And we're probably going to talk about a few other things, too, because one of those stories is just crazy. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So the last story that we talked about was a three episode arc in season two of The Clone Wars. It featured Boba trying to get revenge on Mace Windu for the death of his father Jango Fett and it resulted in no revenge and with Boba Fett in prison being abandoned by the person who had been sort of a maternal figure to him after the death of Jango Fett, that would be Aura Singh, who appeared to have died in a starship crash at the end of that story arc. Then it turned out that was not the case. So when you look at the listing for Boba Fett in Wikipedia and you go through all the appearances, one of the things it mentions is this particular episode of the Clone Wars Assassin, which is the seventh episode in season three, and it says that he appears in flashbacks in that episode. Well, basically what that's about is they're establishing the backstory of the last time that you saw Aura Singh because she shows up in an attempt to assassinate Padme as part of the events of this episode. And so basically the appearance of Boba is just a flashback to the events of that last episode that we saw Aura Singh just, you know, to get everybody set up. The next time Boba actually appears in a story is an episode called Deception, which is the 15th episode from season four. So basically a whole season and a half, more than a half, goes by before we get to see Boba Fett again. And it's comparatively only a cameo appearance. He is still in prison at this time, and based on the, the BBY situation, it's been more or less a year that he's been in prison after the events of that story arc. But that episode, Deception, is remarkable for a number of other reasons as well. It's the first in a four-episode story arc where Obi-Wan Kenobi fakes his death and becomes the bounty hunter Reiko Hardeen in order to foil a plot to kidnap and assassinate Chancellor Palpatine. Now, when you see Obi-Wan get quote-unquote killed at the beginning of this episode, you know that he's not really dead, of course, because he appears in Revenge the Sith, he appears in A New Hope, so you know that something weird is going on when you watch the episode. And maybe that's also why they don't leave you hanging in the story on this one. They don't wait a long time to reveal that Kenobi is perfectly fine and alive and this was all one big masterminded plot. It's really quick, but they also, in the episode, do a great job of selling it as well. So they have Obi-Wan's funeral, and they brought Anna Graves back as the Duchess Satine to have her appear at this funeral, have her character there, and just have her crying there. She has no dialogue. Her character is just there crying, and they brought Anna Graves back in for this episode to do that, which is just wonderful. And this also appears to have been a really risky proposition because Anakin is just sitting there, like, angry, angry 
angry, angry about the whole situation. And Ahsoka tells Plo Koon she's worried about Anakin because he hasn't even said a single word since the incident. So, yeah, you wonder about whether the Jedi were kind of unintentionally helping Anakin to move closer to the dark side in their way. Well, this is just one of those, you know, straws that eventually broke the camel's back, I think. And that has some additional merit when you, you know, look at the whole picture of the storytelling, not just the Boba Fett part. But we're here for the Boba Fett thing. So yeah, let me try and explain really briefly how we get to the Boba Fett thing in the first place. So there's a plot to kidnap and assassinate the Chancellor and they've arrested this guy, Eval, who is not giving up any information. So they basically set up a situation the Jedi do where they fake the death of a Jedi and they have hired a sniper to kill a Jedi. Obi-Wan volunteers to be the one quote unquote killed, but he's taken vital suppressors and had basically bulletproof armor on so that way he would survive getting shot but he would appear to be dead when Ahsoka and Anakin find him like they think he's dead but he's not and what he's really going to do is take the place of this Reiko Hardeen and get thrown in prison for the murder of a Jedi. To get him to switch places with Reiko Hardeen, they have to shave him. So you get to see a bald and beardless Obi-Wan Kenobi in this episode, wow. And then they give him a quote unquote facial transformation, which means injecting him in the neck and then he goes and puts his hands over his face and then he puts his, pulls his hands away and suddenly his face looks like Reiko Hardeen. What incredible technology. And then they go on to catch the real Reiko Hardeen and swap clothing and get Reiko to talk for a voice emulator, which basically looks like a little mechanical spider. Not necessarily so little because Mace Windu's recording his voice and Obi-Wan has to swallow the thing in order for it to then get inside of him to be able to speak like Reiko Hardeen in his voice. And that thing is like, oh yeah, I actually had a little bit of a gag reflex when I watched that scene because I was like, ah, oh man. And so then Reiko, quote unquote, has to get arrested. Why they send Anakin and Ahsoka to make the arrest, I don't know. When Mace and Yoda are concerned about the possibility that Anakin is going to sense that something is up, like just Jedi-wise sense that something is up, but they send him anyway and Anakin is basically like you're lucky I don't kill you right now I mean just again more bad choices by the Jedi in that regard but for the storytellers of this very good choices it's just a great way to show how he keeps getting led down the path of getting himself in trouble Anakin, that is. But they turn him in and he goes to prison and funnily enough, he meets that guy, Eval, because apparently being a Jedi killer is worth something reputationally. And Eval's like, hey, I got something going on that maybe you might be interested in if you got the guts for it. But it turns out that Eval is also in league with dun-dun-dun, Cad Bane, who has somehow gotten himself arrested Prior to the events of this episode, it's not actually mentioned, I don't think, anywhere in the Clone Wars stuff, how he happened to get arrested this time, but it's very much one of those, he wanted to get caught 
kind of scenarios because Eval has paid Cad Bane to break him out of the prison and he wants Cad Bane to break out Reiko as well. Cad doesn't trust Reiko. Reiko knows Cad because Reiko is really Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is fun. Okay, so one more notable thing about this episode before we get to the real point of this episode of the podcast. So this episode of The Clone Wars is notable also for the fact that it's the first time we hear Obi-Wan Kenobi referred to as Ben, and he does it himself. So basically, somehow the Jedi have had a communicator stashed inside the prison, tucked underneath a weight bench of all places. And so this is one of those suspension of disbelief things where like Obi-Wan is using a communicator in an open weight room in full view of everyone and clone guards and all that, blah, blah, blah. But he picks up the communicator and he dies in and his hologram shows up for Mason Yoda and he's like, this is Ben. And this is the first time in canon storytelling timeline wise that he uses the name Ben as in Ben Kenobi. Okay. Okay. Here we are. <laughs> the part we're actually intending to get to. So thank you for your patience. There's a lot of crazy stuff in this episode. Anyway, so the plan that Cad Bane has to break Eval and himself again out of the prison is to stage a riot. And to do that, he needs to create a diversion to get things started. That's where Boba Fett comes in. So Reiko Hardin is just getting his dinner, walking over to a table, and from off screen you hear like, hey Hardin, and it's Boba Fett. And I actually had the uh, the closed captions turned on, so I you hear the voice when you're watching the episode. You don't necessarily pick it up, but it says Boba Fett in the closed captions, so even before he's on screen you know, oh, it's Boba Fett. But he comes walking over and he's like, you owe me an apology. And and Reiko, aka Obi-Wan, is like, uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. And Boba Fett is insulted that Reiko doesn't remember him and says, you stole the bounty from me and you owe me an apology. As you're watching the story, it's a moment where you wonder whether Reiko's cover is going to be blown because he doesn't know this particular bit of information, this bit of Reiko's history. But he says, you know, you don't want to do this kid. And then all the prisoners start yelling about it. And Boba looks back at Cad Bane and Cad Bane kind of nods. And Boba says, oh yeah, I do. And then he tries to tackle Reiko. Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan gets the better of him real quick. Clone guards show up and say, yeah, the fight's over and Bosk shows up and says, no, it ain't over and smacks a couple of clone guards around and says, if you got a problem with Boba, you got a problem with me picks up Reiko Obi-Wan and throws him across a cafeteria table and that is the start of the giant melee. So while everybody's going nuts, Cad Bane and this guy Eval are sitting at a table and Eval's like, now what? And Cad Bane says, oh yeah, this is just part of the plan. I paid the kid to create the distraction. Now we're going to sneak out of here. And so they do, and Reiko sees them leaving and tags along, and so ultimately Cad Bane and this guy Eval and Reiko Hardin, aka Obi-Wan, escape Coruscant for the second part of the story. And Boba Fett doesn't have any further part in the story arc either, so basically we see him a year later after the events of the season two ending story arc. He's been in prison for about a year. He has been paid by Cad Bane to start a prison fight, which will give Cad Bane and his partner the opportunity to escape the prison. And the way things are left for Boba Fett, 
well, he's in the middle of a prison riot, and the clone troopers were initially just stunning the prisoners, but at some point, a couple of clone troopers say, like, take your guns off, stun, and kill the prisoners if you have to. And there's a scene where they're showing other clone officers working in the morgue, and they're actually putting prisoner bodies into crematorium pods. So prisoners are getting killed as part of this riot. So we leave Boba Fett basically in you know, life or death jeopardy. But the creators of the Clone Wars don't leave you hanging for that long because he shows up five episodes later in the season. And we'll talk about that next week. So for now, that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 7 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. 7 7. We hope you love it.